Hi guys, welcome to the Lab Podcast. My name is Judah Domino. Hello, and my name is Martinson. And welcome to the episode one. Yes. Thank you for joining us. So um, this week I was doing a few research and I, I found that according to the World Bank, yeah. um, like an average of 100,000 students are graduating Ooh. in Ghana, you know, every year. 2018, over 100,000 people graduating. And 2019, even more students because <clears throat> there were more the double tracking system, and then you know yeah. you know how the things go in. And I was just thinking about what uh, what is being done to accommodate this growing population of uh, graduates, you know, coming out of the university, you know. What? Okay, let me ask this question. What's been done by who? And these numbers are just numbers from. From Ghana, right? Yeah. yeah. But what's, what's been done by who? Because I've heard a lot of what is being done. What is the government doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm doing? not actually focusing on the government. I'm thinking of a large the, the society, the Ghanaian community. You know, because we can't put all the responsibility on the government. You yeah. know, so what is being done? I mean, by the parents to yeah. accommodate this, uh, this graduates. What is being done by the teachers or the lecturers who are teaching these people, preparing them for the life after school, right? What is being done also by the, what they call it, the companies, the businesses that are around there to also accommodate these students or graduates. And then finally, like I could mention the government as well, what has been done, yeah. you get it? Because all of these people play a role in, in what the youth becomes in the future yeah you get it mm-hmm. for me for me I, I would like to go back or look at this from 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 the home because charity begins at home sure. and now like growing up and I, I know almost every family in Africa has has gone through this where they tell you you know what go to school get a good grade mm-hmm. and then get a good job and then yeah. get a good pension plan and then get buried in a good way and that's that is it like but then nobody tells us like you know what like i want you to start a, your own company like i want you to think of what you can do I, I want you to think of employing others nobody okay i did not grow up like that i don't know about you guys who are listening to us or watching us but i definitely relate you know i remember my experience was that um i have been very entrepreneurial minded you know growing up and at a point uh, I knew I wanted to start my own business, like in the creative arts, you know, music, you know, fashion, and all of that. But then when I heard my parents' conversation, it seems like they wanted me to take a particular part, being employed, just like you're saying. So when I was in university, for almost two years, I, I, wouldn't, I was very worried, you know. I was very worried I was going to disappoint my parents because I knew I wasn't going to go the part they were hoping me to go yeah. and it, it took me it took me a bit I think it was my second year university that or my third year actually that kind of got over that feeling of disappointing my parents I was like you know what I'm just gonna do what I want to do yeah. so it's 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 a burden that it's upon a lot of um, Ghanaian youth or the African youth you know to go that path because that part is not tread by not tread by only few because everybody's going that path graduating to get a job 
and there are only few jobs that are available right now. So you could, I think, as I was looking in the research, I found that uh, only about ten percent mm -hmm. are able to get jobs after school, yeah. like these graduates that are yeah. only about. That's according to the the labor commission or so. Oh. The yeah, only about ten percent are able to uh, get employment after university. So. Uh, it's not easy, you know, wanting to go that path where everybody's going and then hope, hoping to get a good job. Yeah. You, you, you made, because we had this conversation before and you, a, song, a song came to your mind. I don't know why the song did not come now. <laughs> Zobdi, oh, Zobdi. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the song that <laughs> rings my mind every time we think of like that, everybody going that same part is Kuti's song, like Zombie, because, you know, though, it wasn't that song wasn't actually meant it's for this particular but it, it's kind yeah. of resonates in this direction where most of the youths are like zombies you know yeah because that's how the society have you know conditioned us to be to go to school get good grades graduate so okay since you're talking about the educational system for me, I, I think the educational system was not my friend and I know they will say almost oh, of the guys who failed in school will say this. I, I say this proudly, not because of anything, but because we are meant to chew stuff. To when I say chew, for the non-Ghanaians, it's it's you're meant to memorize stuff, and then tell the teacher what they want to hear. But then, when you've understood it for yourself and you tell them how you understood it, they don't like it like that. So that was my that was my 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 I'll call it my fault. That was the only fault I had going to school. So. It felt like I didn't I didn't know what I was I was doing. Now and so when I sat in class when I was in the polytechnic once in, in the textiles class because I did textiles and I asked myself what am I doing here? I even wrote it in my book like what am I doing here? Because it's it's sad because I thought like yo this is what I wanted to do because this is what I was good at in SS. This is what I passed in in SS. So then when I do it in the this thing and I'll get a job. And then I did my, my attachments at the Ghana Textile Sprints, GTP. Yeah. And, yo, I'm like, all of us want to get there. Like, yeah. all of us want to go there. Yeah. So then they, like, you have to either lobby, you have to do something to get there, or you have to know somebody. Like, yo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then I read, I read this book from Robert Kiyosaki. When I read, I, I actually listened to him more than I read his books. Um, so I listened to him, and he was like, why the C students employ the A students? And I'm like, oh, this is me. <laughs> so then that changed my mindset from trying to seek employment mm -hmm. to being in a space where I'm always thinking, what else can I create? Yeah. What can I create? How many people can I employ? Yeah. That's uh, uh, you know, I was listening to um, an interview. That's, this is a long time ago, actually. I think it was an interview with Econ, and he was doing some project, and he pointed out the fact that if we look closely, almost every African is an entrepreneur. Every African child growing up is an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. doing something, selling on the street, or even in the school, we are selling our pencil or extra stuff we have. Like, you know, that entrepreneurship is, has been in us as people for a long time, but yeah. the, the sad thing or the unfortunate thing is that it's, it's not being allowed to grow. It's, it's kind of dip, uh, how do I push pushed back against when we are growing up, you know, so when you want to do something entrepreneurial, you know. I think, I think currently it's 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 more of a side hustle because mm. you not see a university graduate 
finishing school and saying, you know, I just want to sell bags. I just want to sell clothes. Mm -hmm. Currently, they look for the office job, which has a regular income. Okay. And then they call this their side hustle. Yeah. And then they do it on the side. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm like, yo, because I had a conversation with my, with my cousin one time. And he was like, it's good you finish school. You know how to read, you know how to write. Now, all you have to do is find something and solve it. Find a problem and solve it. And that changes, like that also changed my, my mentality because now it's, it's, it made me think, okay, what can I solve? What can I solve? What can I solve? And that's the more reason why when my friend had a conversation with me about the tourism thing in the tourism industry, I was so much like, yes, let's do this because I've had experiences outside Ghana and I've seen Kenyans go to their tourism sites I've seen Kenyans go to the tourism sites and, and stuff, even during the lockdown and all that. But here in Ghana, like, yo, my Ghana people, they don't like to travel. I'm Ghana, by the way. They don't like to travel. Like, they don't want to move out of Ghana, out of the Ghana land to go to Kumasi and just live or work there or do something. No, they don't. They just want to stay. And it feels like you will still be reading the same book, the same chapter, yeah. and you never get experience. So then I was like, okay, why? Why wouldn't, don't we create a, a, a space where Ghanaians can get experience in Ghana at affordable rates? Yeah. And we've not employed anyone yet, but we are, we are hoping to grow. We pray to grow and get there where we can employ others and, you know, get to. I like, I like your story behind your business, you know. And it's, it reminds me of why I started my own design studio, right? Yeah. Because um, growing up, I have been a... Pan-Africanism growing up, you know, reading Kwame Kumar's book and all of that. <laughs> and so I love that idea, but I realized that most of the books as well that are there about Africans were written by foreigners yeah. about Africans. So I had always wanted to find the avenue, the opportunity to tell our story, yeah. you know, because as the proverb says that... Um, until the lion learns to tell his own story or write down his own stories, the story of the hunt would always glorify the hunter, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, and so that's the whole reason why I started my design studio. It's, so it's a place where we Africans could tell our own stories, and I I try to help my clients tell their own stories, you know, with a touch of African, yeah. you know, whether it's, it's whether it's the company is not even on the African continent, continent you know. We, we do it in such a way that it reflects Africa and not, not, not in a very selfish way. I mean, it's, it's telling the client story, but you know where it's coming from, you get it. And so there's so much potential here and so it's time for Africans to stand up tall and tell our stories. And this is what we are hoping to do with this yeah. podcast as well, you know, where we share our story, we encourage the youth out there, you know, to stand up, do something, and tell their stories with whatever they do, with their businesses, you know, with their arts, you know, with their lifestyle, you know, because we have a so, we have a rich lifestyle, and unfortunately, because it's not being, you know, nurtured, it's not being harnessed, now a lot of our youth are running out of the continent, yes. because, you know, we yeah. are stifling this, this, uh, skills. We are stifling this talent. We are stifling this, 
you know potentials that are there and you know what we want a space to express all of this we want a space to go you know we want a, sp- a space where you know we feel like you know we are contributing as well yeah. so yeah we hope we, we hope we'll get there one day we will, we will get there but you see currently the the getaway trip outside africa is to apply for a school outside africa and make sure you get it. Once you get it, that's the trick now. Guys don't come back. Mm-hmm. But then they, they forget that, and there's a difference between us and then the Japanese, Africans and then the Asians, yeah. because even if they go to America, whatever they learn, okay, most of them, whatever they learn, they come back to the US. Mm-hmm. When you look at stories, they come back to their Hey, they come back, they go back to their countries, I mean, yeah. to Asia. Yeah. When you look at the story of, what's the name, Toyota, yeah. when you go back to their stories, almost all these people, I've had foreign education or foreign yeah. experience yeah. before. But then also, when you look at the African continent, most of our leaders have had foreign experience, but yet still, nothing is changing. Well, I, I think that, I, mean, <laughs> I think that's a topic for another day. We don't, we don't want to go there right now. But yeah, what you're saying is very true, you know, because the they've seen the opportunities actually that's one of the things like i saw the opportunities out there when i was studying in france and i was like you know i want to do something in africa some of the experiences that i've had that has influenced my life you know in the in in transportation and even in the uh, tech technology and all of that you know I just like you know it's it's influenced my life and I knew yeah. I could implement some of this here on the continent. I mean it's never going to be easy, but that's what it's supposed to be. We go, we learn. That's what Kwame Nkrumah did. He learned. He came back and he said, "Let's adopt and adapt." Yeah. That you know that let's adopt and adapt to to fit us. But unfortunately, that's I mean that's not what is happening. But We'll talk about that, I'm sure. So, I, if you're wondering why we keep talking about the problems, now let's talk about solutions, Martinism. Yeah. Let's talk about solutions. There are a lot of issues in, in, in Africa, a lot of issues in Ghana. We will mainly talk about Ghana because we are in Ghana. Yeah. Because when you look at it, we have a drainage system issue. Because it floods. I think it's, it's in every African country. <laughs> if, if, in your, if, if in your country it does not flood when it rains heavily, it's please... Down. Comment and let us know, because I think we'll have to visit that place. Yeah. yeah, I'm hope I I don't know about Rwanda, but I, I love Rwanda by the way. <laughs> Shout out to my Rwanda peeps. But if you, if if you look at it, I'm like, can we can we have like the the next generation or the graduates coming out of school team up together, like a few of them team up team up together now look at how can we solve that issue? Because it's been on my mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. I. I think, you know, that's, talking about the drainage, I, I will tie it up to the construction industry. Yeah. You get it? And, but I looked, recently I've been looking, especially online and some of the YouTube videos I've seen, and I've seen some Ghanaian youth who are really trying their best to do, you know, to contribute positively, you know. There was a guy, unfortunately I've forgotten his name, and I would have given a shout out here. He... He recycles uh, plastics or ties or stuff like that to build bricks for building houses. And I thought it was really impressive, you know. And 
it's solving a problem of you know plastic in yeah. the um, in the environment and at the same time solving a problem of housing deficits you know in yeah. Ghana and I thought it, this this needs encouragement this needs support you know True. either from investors or from the government in a way you know and I, there are people really trying to do stuff you know um, even in the container business in the container housing and there yeah. are, there are, I, I mean I've, I've seen a couple uh, a few videos actually where young Ghanaians are it's just that um, they need to be identified they need to be you know yeah. uh, discovered and then encouraged and then pushed you know that is one of the one of the advantage i mean i don't know how why i should compare it but to us is the fact that you know there are so many investors out there who are looking out for opportunities to invest in you know so any company comes up with this idea any startup yeah. and then they invest in and that really encourages those startups and those ideas to grow and then see the light of the even the potential of what it could be you know True. yeah so i'm just hoping some of these people like that in the country or on the continent could be discovered and encouraged you know financially and otherwise to yeah and also like for for we the the general public to also patronage or patronize what's the name things that are made in our countries yes. because we we most of the time we like foreign stuff too much you know that is also on, on, on one of our episodes to, to come you know but we'll, we'll mention a few of that here is the fact that um I, I i think i would link that to the zombie part where for some reason we we just like we are like whenever we enter a shop we just go for the foreign stuff and then the, the local stuff we just pass by them like it's like zombie mode like just go for it and it's it's sad you know we um, we are telling someone how some of these Chinese phones, you know, Infinix and, and the rest, you know, when they started out and then their phones were really that bad. It was here in Africa. They, we, we, we made them who they are. Like, they yeah. sold all those crappy phones to us, the, the phones that you could put like 10 chips in there. <laughs> when, the, when the call comes, it's so loud, you could hear it from the next street. <laughs> you know and then we just we just bought it and then they got the money and then they improved the technology you know yeah. and i wonder if it was made by Ghanaians, whether it would have patronized it the same those phones were crappy but we bought them because they were coming from china they were coming from foreign mm-hmm. place and unfortunately when a, a Ghanaian starts up and then there's a little fault with it we're like we start complaining we're like oh and then we all you know ignore that product and but this is how we build our own stuff, you know. We we grow, we encourage, you know, we give positive feedback, you yeah. know. So and it's 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 crazy because looking at looking at I'm I want to encourage all all like you know, all the dudes on, on who are watching us and in fact everybody watching us, please let's buy made in made in Ghana, made in our countries and yeah. stuff, made in Africa. Because like for and this is the thing, I, I realized this is one, one positive thing about Africa we didn't know we had until, I didn't know we had until I grew up, was that at first I, I used to think buying a Gucci suit was, was the ish. Mm-hmm. But apparently it is not. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying this? And, and you, can, you can send your, what's the name, your whatever you think about it, your comments and everything you think about it, and we can have this argument. Because the rich man goes and then he's measured, and he's done. There's a 
like it's tailored to fit his. Now that is what our local tailor do for us. Yeah. And then we don't own billions, <laughs> so there they like I will not go and buy mass-produced Gucci because he has made his name. Yeah, you know we are so privileged. Like just like you're saying, you know, we are so privileged because most of the time we wear unique clothes, yes. unique designs. Because you go to tailor and then he he does something that fits your style that you like, and yeah. you're not going to find similar or you're not going to find the same let me say in the market but for some reason we've been now made to believe on this one so let's go to the um i mean i'm not going to say it's a, it's a bad show but uh, <laughs> right. uh mr price you know and then buy the same like you buy a shirt and you like everybody <laughs> you know yeah. no mr price is african anyway mr. but african. you know but I'm, i mean like you know what I mean. You know, know what, what I mean. You mean. Yeah, so and we hope you know what we mean. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that is that is the thing. We 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 have so much. We have so much uh, skills. We have so much privilege that yeah. we, for some reason, we've been made to doubt them, and then we rather prefer foreign, out of the continent stuff than yes. what we have yeah. at home. You know. So please look around you. Look around the community. Let us know, like. What is the problem, or what is the problem you're going through on your day to day? If you're moving to, if if you're going to work and and you know you're moving somewhere, and there's a problem, ask yourself how can we solve it? How can I solve it? Let us know, like what what's the, what are the problems you're going through, and how you think you can solve it. Or if you feel somebody will steal your idea, fine, write it down in your notebook, and just like you know, dream how you can turn that into a business, into a money making like thing that you can also employ others to to you know to partner with you to make it happen yeah, yeah. um you know this morning yeah. i actually had um uh someone coming to me because as part of the business you know helping brands and helping you know <clears throat> individuals build their own uh, business with their so most of the time they come to me with just an idea and i yeah. help them you know make it a reality build it up you know as a consultancy and one of the things i told him was you know it's a good idea but you need to write it down and then keep thinking about it like what can i add to it what can i you know take out of it would make it you know either easier to execute or more beneficial to the, the his was an audience he was looking for to the audience or yeah. to the customers, the customers or the user eventually. Because when I was sharing that with him, I, I, I gave him the example of the documentary film I produced and directed recently. Yeah. You know, so if, if you want to watch the documentary film, it's on the YouTube, Exodus, um, Creative Africa. Go and watch it out. Um, yeah. I was the cameraman. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he helped <laughs> with some few shots there, you know. <laughs> Credit to the Domino. <laughs> so that, that documentary film, started with the idea of me wanting to tell my story yeah. on youtube right it was just good it was it was just a selfish thought let me tell my story <laughs> right <laughs> but as i as i i spent time with it almost a year i spent time with it thinking about all of that and developing it and how i'm going to do it it grew bigger than the initial idea i had i i thought i realized there i'm sure there are other persons with disabilities who are doing their own business or who are into entrepreneurship and are 
trying to make ends meet to take care of their family themselves and even the people around them so i was like here why not let me explore that and then it was true i i, I spoke to a few friends and they introduced me to these people who some of them were eventually you know featured in the film and it was it was a really incredible stories a lot of them had and i, I realized i knew yeah i definitely need to shoot these people and so that's it started with a simple idea wanting me just tell my story you know yeah. but then it became this uh, almost success or the success story of persons with disabilities yeah. who are into entrepreneurship you know going through all the the difficulties the hardship you know the challenges that comes with their disabilities and the challenge that comes with living in ghana a community where you know persons with disabilities are not necessarily given that opportunity you know yeah. and then building their own business and somehow succeeding despite all of that they are going through you know yeah. so i, I want to ask you a question though i want to ask you a question because if, uh, my cousin one of my cousins told me something he was like you know what, if you believe in something so much in the beginning, forget about money. The money will find you when, when it finds you. I want to ask you, like, because I know we are telling people to, to think outside the box, to start their own businesses, solve problems. Now, some people will listen to us and start, but then in their beginning, did, okay, I want to ask you this way. Did you make money from your video or did you spend money on the video? I actually rather spent money on the video, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so I would say the first, because it's meant to be a series of documentary films. And the first, I mean, right now, it's like a passion project. Yeah. I know it definitely is going to bear fruit, hopefully very soon. But lo looking at, I, I realized doing this was a necessity rather than something I want. Yeah. You know, because when I saw what the problem was, the problem was that there's, there's actually a lot of content out there. There's a lot of content out there about persons with disabilities in Ghana and even Africa. But the unfortunate thing is most of the stories out there are about their vulnerabilities, how they can't do anything and how they are begging and how they are suffering so much. And I thought this can't be the whole story, right? Yeah. And I, as a... I, as a person with disability as well, I'm doing my own business and that is not my story. So it's, it's necessary to tell it, to put a different light, to shine a different light, you know, on, on the lives of this, of persons with disability and then show that not all of them are, you know, uh, they're not wallowing in to, to, to this thing. They're not fully disabled. They are yeah. able in certain areas. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. hence the title of the film you know abilities life of entrepreneurs with disabilities you know so a lot of the time especially you know like i would say especially here in africa when you're starting something is new it's gonna it's it's gonna take a bit you know out of your pockets you yeah. know it's gonna take a bit more out of your pocket so you know be prepared to do that if you if you if you don't have that just keep the idea you know write it down like you said explore it you know see how you could do it and then maybe you do what we call the Ghanaians we call pa 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 you know yeah it means move here move here make things happen move here move here make you, know, you do a job here you do another job you do a job here, then you put all the money together and then you know try to see if that will be able to finance that project yeah. you have in mind because um if 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 not 
you probably wouldn't be able to do anything if you're gonna wait that someone's gonna give you the money to start that project you're yeah. never gonna start if you're gonna wait that someone will come out like oh yeah this is gonna work so do it probably that person is never gonna come so just when you know this is what you really want to do and the time if you feel the time is right to do it do it it might cost you your pockets but with time it's gonna it's gonna bear fruits i believe you know it, the africa is not a, it's not an easy land it's a very tough land but when it starts growing it means you've gone through it yeah. and, then, and yeah. yeah and even if you don't have like look for people partner look for people who you feel like can help you get like they have a little bit to you know take you to the next to, to the next level where you can be noticed in order for you to um yeah because sometimes it's it's you're looking at okay i don't have i have i don't work so i have nothing my mom does not have nobody has but then there's that one friend who maybe goes to the pub and and drinks every friday you can tell the person you know what i have a business plan or i have a business idea i want you to partner with me the money you spend every friday because you are working give it to me let me channel it here and then like i'll give you let's say 30 percent of of my company mm -hmm. and let's move forward i think when we do that and i pray he gives you if he does not give you try knock on the next door man yeah because yeah. it surely happen you have to believe in it yourself what whatever you want to do i think what we're trying to get to is the fact that we don't all have to walk that path of go to school get good grades graduate apply just get Graduate well, get a good job. Get a good job, you know. Yes. You know, because I'm gonna go back a little bit, all right? Yeah. Because of this mindset that we have been, you know, nurtured in, you know, been told, you know. So, I've, in my experience as well, getting out of university, graduating out of university, um, a lot of Employ employers are taking advantage of the situation because Oof. because we are all of us are looking for the same job yes you know a lot of graduate students are looking for that same job so you get a job and then you are you are paid peanuts you are mistreated you are talked to anyhow yeah. and when you want to speak about it then you either get out and i'll bring in someone new because they know they are out there. They are, they are desperate to find jobs, and you know it's it's sad because the place I was working at, they were not paying our, you know, social security. Yeah, they were not paying certain things that was due, and you know we were the engine, and in we were the engine of that of that you know because without us nothing is gonna work. Like we were. Where we're teaching in the, it was an educational concert, you know, we're teaching and the relationship that we built with the students, helping them to graduate and to pass the exam was really awesome. And the feedback that was coming from the parents was so cool. But the life of the other teachers, there was where like the nothing. The parents to, were paying good money, right? In dollars, man. Yeah. We are living here in Ghana, and these parents were paying in dollars so much money, and we were paid peanuts, you know. And when at one point we spoke up. It's like, if you don't like it, get out of here. Yeah. You know why? Because there's a, there's a graduates behind the door knocking, hoping for yes. the opportunity. So it makes, it, it, it gives the employers the opportunity to take advantage of, of yeah. us. 
you know and unfortunately i mean there's no institution that is protecting us yes i so far i've not seen any institution because I've had other friends who are going through similar situations. When I had left my job and then I had friends who were going through similar situations, I was like, get out of there, go and report. You know, and then when I mentioned going reports to the labor, you know, here yeah, they were like, oh, they're gonna, they will find, the employers will find out that it is them and they're gonna, like, I don't know, they were so afraid. But you are doing the right thing. You yeah. get it. And so it's, it's, it's sad, it's sad. And employers are taking advantage of us. They are misusing us with all our skills and all our knowledge. Just get there, and then you are just you are treated as though you just like a GHS student or an SS student, yeah. you know, because you are desperate. Yeah. That's that's what you've been told. Graduate and get a job, and that is the job. Can I say something? A friend of mine worked in a company for two years, mm-hmm. and he was paid twice. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and he. And if he comes to work late, he's queried for coming to work late. Meanwhile, they did not pay him the month before or two months after, before that and stuff. And because... because how how can this sense. happen? Why should this happen? You see, it's, it's, it's... I don't know. It's because, you know... Employees are taking advantage of the youth. That is the problem. That is, that is, a, that is a topic for a different... That's a topic we, we will talk about yeah. later on. Kindly, we won't talk about, like, you know... The things we've some all of us have gone through it, yeah. where you know you you start they call it the entry level, and then the entry level sounds like your I don't know what to call it. It sounds like no level, <laughs> but that is entry level because it's entry level for occupation, but it's not entry level for you being able to move out of your home, out of your parents' home, yeah. and and get married. Yeah. You know, no, 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 or yeah. do things because no, you gotta yeah. you gotta feed your family you know, with less than a hundred dollars or a hundred dollars at the end of the month. Yeah, because yeah. the the sometimes even the sad part is that the job is very far from where you live in, yeah. so you got to spend most of it on transportation <laughs> and lunch, yeah. and then you are done. So yeah. by the time that the month gets to the middle, you are actually out. <laughs> you know, and now. You no, because wh- why I'm saying this is it's been part of my experience. Before the months will end, you're out, so now you have to borrow, right? And then, so by the time your new pay comes, half of it is gone because you borrowed, and then you have to pay back. So it's it's not a fun place you want to be, you know. Yeah. So that's why we we are encouraging, we are hoping that you would you you would make a stand. To do something for yourself because it is in us as African. The, the entrepreneurship is is in us. You know, we we are papa papa people. We are those who know the papa. We are movers and shakers. You know of the marketplace. So you know, let's 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 do something about that about that. You know, the youth and wait. Stop waiting for the politician who, who promises he's going to come and bring you a million jobs. Have you seen it? Since they said that million jobs, have you seen it? When if you know you did not do any campaign for any politician, I'm just saying this free because I did not do any campaign for any politician. If you know you did not do any campaign for any politician, please forget it that they come to give you a job. Yeah. Because, man, you may know their names, but they don't know you because you did not campaign for them. I mean, when I say campaign, I didn't mean sending WhatsApps to your friends to tell your friend vote for this person. I mean being their grassroots and working with them and doing things. No. Even that, there are, I know some people who did campaign running around with people, but then they, they are still unemployed. Mm-hmm. 
So please, as young people, let us channel our energy into into productive stuff. Like things that will, will will positively affect the next generation, and and so and this is it. Like starting jobs and starting starting, how do I call it? Starting projects. If you're a musician, like you know what, just come together with a few people. Look at how you can turn the music into an occupation that pays you. Talking about talking, coming together. So there's one one guy that. I had been mentoring quite a while and he's a musician and the last time I saw him he shared something I thought was really interesting and encouraging he and his his friends his peers you know they used to produce their song in a particular studio and the studio is no more and they decided all of them to contribute to set up a small studio in their own corner and I thought this is a brilliant idea because if you're going to wait for a studio to call you a production to hire you know sign you or to, to get money, to be paying for every time you go to the studio to record, you probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. But I thought, wow, that's good. So that is partnership, which is, I mean, we've already said we're going to be talking about partnership in future episodes, you know. But, yeah, just get out there. Start doing something. Start doing something. Like Nike says, just do it. I know Nike is not African, but, yeah, it's, it's, it says, just do it. Like, you know what? Fail. Yeah. But fail moving forward. Yeah. That is the thing. It's not. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. Yeah, yeah. You know, like let's let's keep moving. Let's let's not be stagnant, because Africans. You know, if you if you look at all the greats, all the greatness in this world, like Africans are part of it. Like every great story has an African in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like you know what, what we are saying today is, you can do it. There's a problem only you can solve in Africa. For Africa to get to the level where we can give loans to the United States, we can give loans to Great Britain and all ah, that. Ah, amen. Yeah, <laughs> we will get there. For us to for us to get to that space, all of us have to stand up and solve the problems we are supposed to solve. It may not always be be for financial benefits, but it may change things in the country. So if if yours is you know. Is just doing a documentary like he did, and just showing other people's story. Who knows? The person may get may get what's the name, may get a, a what's an how do I call it? An investor to come invest in their yeah. business, and you've you've helped the economy. Yeah, that's that's been some of the you know testimonies coming out where some of the people have been seen. And then because the 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 documentary got opportunity to um, televise on the national TV and other platforms, you know, yeah. some of them got new clients out of that you know and then even got support for their business which is which was really good then to hear when you know you've done something like that so yeah so it's not always like solving problems is not always not always going to be like that financial uh, uh, benefit beneficial to you you know but you know with let's let's solve entrepreneurship we talk about entrepreneurship definitely we like we said it we're going to be having the personality of the month at the yeah. end of every month and we're going to have really incredible people who are going to sh- come share their story with us you know how they built their art how they built their companies how they built their businesses and how they are succeeding in it and we're going to learn we're going to learn some of their challenges their failures and their successes as well hopefully it will encourage all of us you know and 
will grow from there you know and then catch some fire and then move with it so yo, thank you guys for joining us as we've come to the end of episode one i just want to say you know what have a blessed week or have a blessed weekend ahead no matter the time you're listening to us you know have a good day and we we pray and hope that you've been blessed and you will share this with someone else who you feel should listen to this or should hear this message and I just want to say you know what we are made in Africa. We are made for Africa. We are made to solve African problems. Yeah, and succeed in Africa. Yes. We are not. We even if we leave Africa, we are not. We are leaving Africa to bring wealth into Africa, to make Africa give loans you know, to the United States and outside people, to even to China. Africa will give loans to China. Make Africa great again. Yes. Make Africa great again. <laughs> ah, all right, all right. See you. Yeah. <laughs> <We are. laughs> <laughs>